mystical beings and welcome to another episode with Mystic and the Hag. I'm Danielle. And I'm Leah. And today we're gonna talk about ghosts and spirits and other kind of like haunting kind of things that we we get really excited about talking about. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be talking about different things in terms of naming spirits We'll definitely be talking about the differences between the two, between a ghost and a spirit, or how we've just learned recently, even earthbound ghosts, I guess you would call them. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I guess we I guess we can start with like explaining what each of those things are. Yeah. We were looking at beliefnet.com. All right. And the first is earthbound. Have you heard about earthbound? Ghosts or spirits before? Um, only because of Ghost Whisperer. It's Ghost. a TV show oh. from many years ago. <laughs> what is that one? What? Which one was it? Ghost Hunters. That was also mine. That was like my favorite. Nice. Yeah, Ghost Whisperer was a fictional TV show oh. starring Jennifer Love Hewitt. And whoa, I forgot about that right? show. I think my parents really liked that show. My mom and I would watch it almost every week together. It was just our jam. Yeah. So yeah, that's my full knowledge of what an earthbound spirit is. They talked about it on I mean, Ghost not Whisper? they didn't define them. She just always calls the ghost she interacts with earthbound spirits. Interesting. Yeah. Because she was always trying to transition them right? yeah and help them cross over okay by helping them basically scooby-doo their way out of whatever detriment they're in <laughs> were they good or bad like was it like were they always polarizing the spirits or i'm sure the show in hindsight has lots of problems <laughs> but it's all every episode would start so and so is dead and they're haunting so-and-so and scaring them so much. <laughs> then Jennifer Love Hewitt comes in to save the day. And it turns out the ghost's not that scary. They're just stuck. <laughs> <laughs> just transition them through. They just need a helping hand, which is yeah. true. Yeah, Which honestly. is 100% true. So the way that they are explaining Earthbounds are Earthbounds are people who died and chosen to stay this Mm. can happen for a variety of reasons so if someone is murdered often they will hang around until the perpetrator is caught if they died suddenly in an accident they might stay to see if everyone is going to be okay without them Mm. sometimes people choose to stay earthbound because they are afraid of what awaits them on the other side so this is especially true for mean people or very (laughs) religious people who believe they've sinned Mm. all right so sometimes earthbounds feel connected to pieces of property and will stay to watch over the land which i could see for sure yeah uh the light will hover near them for a bit but eventually this light goes away and then the earthbound becomes trapped so without a voice box or physical body they lose energy and feel trapped and scared this is often when hauntings and spirit attachments occur oh the idea of spirits being stuck here makes me so sad yeah especially if they haven't chosen it yeah or yeah or like even like the fact is like they want someone to receive vengeance in some way Mm -hmm. that feels really strange and sad too yeah then there's hauntings so once an earthbound realizes they are stuck on earth 
They tend to get scared and angry, which I mean, fair. Yeah. 100% fair. I would get scared and angry too, yeah. probably. I don't like being here either. No. <laughs> Especially when we're not right now. <laughs> um, they will try to attract attention to get the, the health they need. Soon they realize their energy can affect electricity and they can manipulate metal. So if you've ever lived in a haunted house, you may have experienced lights flickering, doors slamming, the doorbell <laughs> or phone ringing with when no one is there. Sometimes they will hide your keys or jewelry. They do this to get our attention, but they also do it to get our energy. We get our energy from eating, drinking, and sleeping, but earthbounds can only get their energy from us mm -hmm. because they are vibrating at a very low rate, which I don't know if I necessarily agree with, but okay. Yeah. Um, goes against everything I've ever known. Yeah. They can feed off lower level emotions such as anger and stress. This is why they hide our keys and why people who have lived through a haunting situation often report an increase in family fights in the home. Which I definitely have heard in some aspects. Mm -hmm. But the keys thing, that is my life to a T when talking about ghosts or spirits or earth mounds, I guess mm -hmm. you would call them. Um, yeah, that I think, oh God, it happens all the time. At my parents' place, can't find anything. They're always talking about stuff that they can't find. My mom's like, I think it's, I think it's the ghost. I really do. I really think it's a ghost. But I don't think that like, they're trying to like fuck with them or fuck with me in a way to be assholes. Like yeah. I think they're just like playing games. Probably, yeah. And just wanting my attention in some way. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had stuff like lost or moved? Not. I mean, our house is always kind of a whirlwind of little unmessy pockets so things do go missing whether it's our fault or anything else I don't know in our current house we've had more things just turn on randomly or fall over mm -hmm. or get knocked over that kind of thing mm -hmm. or lately we've had more stuff getting moved around as well yeah but nothing's ever going missing unless a ghost is responsible for wearing one ring going missing which, maybe, but maybe. I mean, I don't want to just blame them. <laughs> no, I don't think it's ever to, they're never to blame. Like, I think there's something that they want to communicate with you. Yeah. yeah, I think so more than anything. I'm very curious about this ring. I probably left for it to another dimension or something. Which makes me sad. I really like that ring. But I feel like it's going to come back. I hope so. I really do. I really, really feel like it's, it's a really cool ring. <laughs> All right. And then we have ghosts. So ghosts are any living being who has passed on and chosen to stay, which is kind of still like earthbound. Yeah. Okay. Ghosts include our pets. Often our pets will choose to stay by our side until our time comes. So if you feel the energy of your pet around your home after its transition, be sure to tell your pet that it's okay to go. Tell them to go into the light. If an elderly married couple are both ill, often the first spouse to die will stay as a ghost until the other one is ready. <laughs> I know. This way they can both transition together. <laughs> so sweet. gonna cry. <laughs> so sweet. That's going me and Jeff. Ghosts tend to be very benign and usually are just staying for a short while. So they tend to have unfinished business and will stay until they are sure their loved ones will be okay without them. 
Often you can feel the energy of a ghost in the home, either through cold spots or heavy dents feeling in one area of the home. Mm -hmm. That is, yep, yep. And then we have like attachments, I guess. Or, but anyways, that's yeah. another day. Yeah. We'll talk about attachments another day. We're going to talk about so many ghost things. I know, because I think this is going to be an ongoing thing I think where so. we just want to continue to talk about ghosts. So we have spirits. A spirit is a person who's gone through the light. The light. With quotations. Yes. Uh, spirits communicate with us to let us know they made it safely to the other side. Still in quotations. Yeah. Air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> they can come to us in dreams which are called visitations. They are always positive dreams where the loved one usually has a message of, I love you, or I'm okay. Spirits often come to us in the form of birds, butterflies, or dragonflies. I don't know if I believe that, but okay. Not every butterfly you see is a spirit saying hello. A message will usually involve a butterfly landing on you or a bird coming to your window every day. Spirits also like to show us dimes and pennies with significant years. Hmm. I've never looked at the years on pennies Me before. neither. But pennies aren't even around really, yeah. so. Maybe next well, time for I'm, us. Yeah. But, yeah. Maybe next time I'm in the States, I'll have to pay attention to these. Yeah. Or dimes. Or yeah. Sometimes they will have a song play on the radio for you and or show you a message in a license plate. Our loved ones want us to know they are okay and are still with us. So be open to the signs they provide. I guess that's those are the differences between the two, but yeah. how do you feel about the differences? Right now I'm hung up on thinking about how the things they described for maybe being signs left by a loved one or a spirit like those are usually things i take on spirit guides but 100%. i don't think of, yeah i don't think of anyone dead i know leaving me those messages no. and also like loved ones can be your spirit guides too that's true i don't yeah i definitely have had loved ones come to me in dreams after they pass Same. but it's not um usually long for me mm. although I do have a lot of like dream spaces has always been something that I communicate with spirits in general or people's energies so maybe that's where they show up the most but mm. I don't have like physical things but I do know people who get physical signs from loved ones like oh. they feel like they have like feathers and things like that but I don't think that always seeing like a butterfly is going to signify that's from a loved one, like they said, but I also think that it could be again from yeah. a spirit guide or something like that. Yeah. Lately, when I see dragonflies, it's not that I feel it's a message or anything, but seeing a dragonfly just makes me feel loved. Yeah. But I don't take it as a particular message necessarily from anyone. It's just kind of a sign from the universe. It's like, hey, bud, you're doing great. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And numbers, too, yeah. always have been a big one for me. Same. But I guess, like, we can talk about our own experiences yeah. with spirits and, like, earthbounds or ghosts. Yeah. Have you always been a strong believer? No. In ghosts? Okay. No. Tell me all the things. <laughs> so, for the longest time, I was super, super skeptical. Okay. That's what everything... I've always been super obsessed with ghosts, super interested in the supernatural and the paranormal and the occult and everything. But for the longest time, I was kind of like, no, that's not real. Sorry. So the first time I had an experience where 
I felt in my core that ghosts were real was when I was in ninth grade. And before then, I would always kind of like brush stuff off, be like, whatever, it's not real. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a logical explanation, whatever. Yeah. Super logic based. But I was also kind of constantly denying myself emotion and stuff as well. Okay. So I've become a lot more well-rounded of a person. <laughs> so when I was in ninth grade, I was at a Catholic all-girls boarding school in Saskatchewan. And all the ninth graders lived up in this space they called the loft, where it was kind of a cubicle space. Mm. So we all had basically cubicles with beds, our closets, and a little bit of storage space. And then we also each had a pretty large locker as well for extra storage or whatever. So at the point that I was going to this school, attendance was pretty down. There weren't a lot of people going anymore. Mm. And... That same year, I ended up shutting down at the end of the summer. Oh, wow. So, whatever. (laughs) And I kept hearing that a lot of people had paranormal experiences, like, especially in what we called the music hallway, which is where there was a bunch of practice rooms for piano and guitar and stuff. And a lot of people had weird experiences there and just a lot of spooky things. And I was like, no, that's not real. So up in the loft, they had half of it closed off because there just wasn't enough girls to warrant filling it so it was just blocked off with lockers and one Saturday I was going up by myself to just grab some H-Ban noodles for a snack and then I hear someone coming up behind me and I just assume it's one of my friends or classmates so I turn and no one's there so I'm like okay I guess I heard something that's weird so then I turn away again back to my locker And I hear the footsteps run away to the closed off side of the loft. So my heart's kind of like beating a bit fast. And I'm just like, okay, something's going on. That's weird. I'm just going to get out, grab my YouTube and get out. So like I just grabbed my noodles and ran. (laughs) Like I feel (laughs) something right's not happening. Yeah. And I don't even think I told anyone at the time because I was just so shaken. I didn't want anyone to just think I was making stuff up or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's just... In hindsight, it was 100% a ghost. Yeah. After that, probably when I was university age and yeah, right after I, like my last year of university, first year out around there, I just started to realize that I could sense things and sense presences and lots of things. And then stuff just started happening to me all the time. So that's the catalyst of what got me going okay, maybe there's more that I can't see (laughs) and maybe all these things are valid and real. (laughs) That's so true. It really is interesting to hear people's perspective because especially around people who are really interested in the occult and the paranormal but then Mm -hmm. are so resistant to it. There's like such a strong interest. Like what is the resistance to it? Yeah. Yeah. I think part of it for me was I wanted to believe in Mm -hmm. these things Mm -hmm. and believe that there was something else or whatever but I just couldn't bring myself to because I was definitely really interested in things like ghost hunting and paranormal investigation because the science side was really interesting to me and yeah like I don't know why I was so fascinated but so resistant Especially since as a kid, I was definitely more open to everything, had imaginary friends, believed in fairies, believed in everything. And then, I don't know, I guess when I was a tween, something in me died. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, God. I think there's always, like, a little bit of a dying place where we maybe resist it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So how about you? Did you always believe in spirits? Is there a certain point where you really remember being aware of spirits? What's your experience with ghosts? Okay. I have always been around spirits and ghosts. Whether or not I believed it was ghosts and spirits, Mm -hmm. that's a different story. But I grew up in a very old Victorian home. Like, all of my friends who would come over would be secretly, like, worried that it was scary. And and I've heard lots of stories about friends just being freaked out about my home. And and it's very... As an adult, it's totally different now, my relationship to it. But Mm -hmm. definitely a, a very... If you didn't live there, I could see what, I could understand. I could understand how it could be creepy to folks. I think for me, though, my first experience with, like, spirits and ghosts started really, really young. Grade two, I think, around that age. And show up, like, showed up in my dream space often. Or when I'm at, at night. Like, I remember things. Um, I remember another time like if we talk about touching where we hate ghosts touching us (laughs) or spirits touching us but I remember waking up one night and this ghost figure she was very like tall long long hair very bit like very vivid and she was like walking towards me and I just remember being like this isn't real this isn't real like freaking out and having to like Pull the covers over my head because I was so scared. And she definitely, like, touched my leg. It was there. It was definitely, she touched my leg. And I just felt her hover for a moment. And then I just fell back asleep. So that was also really interesting. And obviously I told my parents. And my parents were like, you just have a wild imagination. (laughs) Or... You have all the feelings, like sure, parents, sure. (laughs) And my sisters definitely did not always believe in ghosts either. My brother did. My brother actually ended up seeing that same ghost in later in life. Like he remember, I remember him telling me about this. This woman, he was like sleeping on the couch or something, and the woman came in and touched him. And I don't know if he had a really hard time like sleep paralysis stuff, Mm. which we know ghosts can do that yeah and so I think that's how it goes but it was just very interesting that we both saw the same yeah human not human but ghosts I guess yeah yeah so it's pretty pretty wild but there's definitely like energies in the certain areas of our house and my friends will agree with this who grew up with me because I know a couple of them will listen and I know like my sisters will agree and my brother will agree that there is, and my dog, my dog also could tell there were ghosts. Your dog's listening to podcasts being like, uh-huh. Exactly. Spirit dog. Spirit dog. <laughs> but in the, going to the bathroom upstairs in this home that I had, there's like a old hallway that was like the maid's quarter. Okay. And so we'd have to walk by the attic and the hallway. And I know there's shit going on in the attic. For sure. Always. Always. My mom's like, no, it's fine. It's okay. I don't feel anything. I'm like, every time I go up there with my, I don't know, like, like, last Christmas I was up there with my sister and my like, this is the worst. We cannot deal with this. We don't want to be here. But anyways, going to the, going to the washroom, we'd always have this weird, creepy, just not, like, it's just unsettling, but not in a bad way. It just is like, 
when you're unsettled and you're creeped out, it's because you don't really know what it is, right? So your body's already going in this fight or flight mode because Mm -hmm. it's unsure. I'm sure that energy is fine, Mm -hmm. but my dog would refuse to go into the bathroom. She would just like sit at these stairs because there's these little like couple steps you'd have to come down to to go to the washroom and she would just lay there watching us refusing or if she did because sometimes she didn't want to be alone she would come in the washroom with me but you know how dogs get scared yeah they just like scurry in she would do that and she would refuse to go through the back stairs to go up to the hallway like where that hallway was she would refuse to go in the hallway if if your dog if your animal doesn't want to go there it's because there's something going on there yeah Again, maybe it's not bad. Like, I don't think it was bad. It just was not something that people felt comfortable in. Yeah. Which is interesting. I'd always have, like, feelings and stuff, or things would move. Again, keys. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, I think it's a ghost. Mom's like, no, it's probably just I misplaced it. Sorry, my, like, mom and mom's <laughs> voice. But really, she has a very lovely voice, but this is just... Um, I just say, oh my god, my mom's definitely going to hear this. <laughs> sorry, mom. I'm really, really sorry. You don't talk like that. I'm just... However, there is an instant where my mom did give me maybe some credit around my beliefs around ghosts. So my mom called me. She's like, oh, you know, it was around the time they were renovating the bathroom. And she was opening up the cabinet, which has all the linen stuff in it. And she just said she tried, she opened it, and then all of a sudden she had, like, this puff of powder that, like, it was interesting. I never have heard this before, but a puff of powder that kind of, like, formulated around her. And it, like, went into her nose, and it kind of stung her nose a little bit. It was so wild. I was like, oh, I've never had that happen. Or I've heard of having that happen. So. So interesting. I know. So that was the one time she kind of gave me some credit. She's like, well, I think maybe something. I'm like, okay. (laughs) You're not something. Yeah. Um, One thing I did want to say is, did you know that in Canada, we have way more instances of sleep paralysis? And especially in Newfoundland area, like sleep paralysis, especially seeing that um, ubiquitous hag woman is more common in Canada than anywhere else. Tell me more. What do you mean by this hag woman? A lot of people, when they're experiencing sleep paralysis, and I've experienced this as well, they'll have like the normal sleep paralysis and then they'll see kind of like a dark, lanky, scary, hag, swamp monster woman either sitting on them or leaning over them or whatever. When I experienced it, within the first few months of us living in our new house, I don't know what was going on that I experienced sleep paralysis, but it was a couple times in the span of a month. And I would see this dark, shadowy, scary hag woman climbing through a window and like climbing over me and going towards Jeff. And which is terrifying. And that I is couldn't, so scary. Yeah. And I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. And then I'd wake up or come to and kind of look at Jeff and he's fine. And then the same thing happened again a little later. There was someone, an artist I was following on Instagram who posted this artwork that they did about this. And 
they were the ones who shared this information that in Canada, so many more people experience this and it's such a shared experience. So this information made me more afraid of it because why are we all having this collective image? Yeah. And being coming to us during sleep paralysis because like the idea of a witch coming to you during sleep paralysis or whatever has always been around yeah and on one hand it's like well when sleep paralysis was not understood that's when everyone was afraid of witches yeah and now it's more well it's psychological or whatever but if we're all seeing the same thing and someone else can draw something that looks like they've taken it from your brain and put it on paper it's unsettling yeah it's it's really interesting that that seems to be like a pattern for a lot of people. Yeah. Because, yeah. And especially if it happens more here than anywhere else. Yeah. Why? Yeah, why? It's something I need to read into more. I think we should read into it more. Yeah. Because yeah. sleep paralysis I definitely have had, but I yeah. never have had that. Because I've heard of that happening. Mm-hmm. Like some type of like witch or whatever people are afraid of like coming towards them in sleep paralysis yeah that I've never experienced the heck that's spooky what kinds of things do you feel when you're under the impression that there's a spirit or an entity in the room I definitely get fixated in certain areas of my room of like where I'm at there's something that my eye keeps like going towards a direction towards that usually tells me there's something like right now like I keep fixating on this doorway of my closet which I normally don't ever (laughs) fixate on like usually if I'm in my area I know where my spirit guides and spirits sit but for some reason I have this attention towards that and that's a sign for me Mm -hmm. or I just get that like tingling from the back where you just can't shake it off or I always feel like I need to look behind me Mm. I constantly feel like I need to look behind me like the other day I was walking home from a friend's place and this happened actually a couple of times when I walked home but I'm also trying to understand that I'm a woman walking home at night there's obviously a lot of internal fears that we always are on the lookout yeah however I feel like that was a little bit different Mm -hmm. where I just kept feeling something was behind me in terms of like present walking with me. Now, is a person coming in? Like, is the spirit coming into my house? No, I don't think like that's the case. But those are the things that I often find that there's something going on. Or I get really foggy. Like a room kind of turns foggy and dreamlike and I don't feel like I'm in, like I'm I'm grounded spiritually. Like, I don't feel like I'm grounded to this earth. I know that sounds wild, but... (laughs) I feel you. Yeah, like, I feel like I'm in this weird, spacey piece, like, of of where it is. And it's not bad. It just means that that veil is thin for me for that moment. What about you? I usually... I do often feel that sense that someone's watching me or there's a definitely a presence in the room. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes I'll feel kind of a weight in my chest. Okay. And it's not dissimilar from anxiety feelings, which I guess that kind of makes sense, honestly. It's always where I'm like, okay, I just got this feeling. Am I super anxious out of nowhere or is there 
a shift in spiritual energy. And oftentimes it's the latter. So for the longest time with a lot of spirits, if I went into somewhere knowing that it was haunted or had a lot of activity, I would just naturally protect myself. Mm -hmm. So nothing would deal with me. And getting older, I'm trying to be more open just because I, I, I want to communicate with spirits. I think they're cool. I like ghosts. There were a couple times when I'd go into a place not knowing that it was haunted and have these anxious feelings or like some just that kind of visceral reaction towards me that I could feel that kind of thing. And then later learn that the place was haunted and that my experience wasn't dissimilar from other people's experiences. I'm like, oh, okay. But yeah, that weight and it's kind of like when you drink too much coffee and you're not sure if you're having a panic attack or if you've had too much <laughs> caffeine. It's like that, but with anxiety. Like, yeah. No. You're kind of just like on edge a little bit. Yeah. That's true. I definitely feel that on edge a little yeah. bit. And sometimes I also feel just like a, a heavier weight around my heart. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad weight necessarily. It's just that body reaction, I guess. Yeah. I also feel like a different temperature as well. Mm. I get really cold sometimes, or like the shivers. Mm-hmm. I just get the shivers sometimes, mm-hmm. and that tells me who's around. Yeah, but yeah. I'd be really curious to hear what other listeners have experienced during these times. Yeah. So please let us know. Yeah. We'd love to hear your experiences mm-hmm. because. That's always validating. Exactly. And it'd be a fun thing to incorporate into our future ghost episodes because we have so many more stories to tell. And if you have a spooky story or like an interesting spirit story, yeah, we'd love to share it. Yeah. I think there's a way with Anchor that people can leave listener messages for us. Perfect. Yeah. So if that is a thing, feel free to use that and then we can incorporate your direct words into episodes like this in the future. Or just comment wherever comments are made. We'll figure it out. Sorry for all learning. (laughs) You'll be learning with us. Life is education. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Mystic in the Hague. Um, We're definitely going to have lots more ghostly episodes in the future. And until then, follow us on Instagram at Mystic in the Hague. Till next time, mystical beings. Bye. 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 <laughs>